0: Opening day in Major League Baseball. I don't even know why I'm going to bother today with you ah. and Heights uh, consumed with your large screen TCL TV in the, uh, what room is that called? We call this the control room. No. The one oh, the producer room. The producer's room. We were glued to Cubs Marlins. Hey. Uh, I, really? You, Laser Are you focused. laser-like focused? Laser focused. Did you do what I asked you to do before the show? What was that? Oh my God, help me.: no, I, uh, I I did do what you asked because I saw the same story on the news last night and became uh, very troubled. Mm-hmm. I got a nice note from Mike Thompson, who is the Western Montana garage logic correspondent. He said yesterday, as we were driving the back roads of southern Utah, coming back from our spring break vacation to Zion National Park, listening to Tuesday's podcast of GL. When in the proverbial middle of nowhere on Highway 89, just south of Centerville, we saw a sign that read, Boyhood, home of Butch Cassidy, one mile, one half mile. Knowing your affection for the movie and being a history major myself, we had to stop. It was Butch's home for about four of his teenage years. I know it wouldn't mean a thing to Roseanne watching Rookie. But I thought you might enjoy a photo or tour of the place, and he sent me some photos. It's neat. It's, an cool. old, it's a very basic old log cabin. I, God only knows how it survived all these years, unless it's a recreation. It might be. <clears throat> Butch Cassidy came up yesterday. Why was that? Uh, or maybe it was with Patrick. I'm getting confused. No, I was in GL. I okay. can't remember why it came up. Yeah. It came up. You know, I'm going to tell you later in the show, but... Uh, we were all surprised yesterday about the chicken that's still alive, mm-hmm. seven days after getting its head cut off. Mm-hmm. You know, the old saying, running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Mm-hmm. Do you know that that isn't the record uh, length of time for a chicken to live like that? What? Oh, yeah. I, I looked up a lot of stuff. and and uh, I, I looked, love when the curiosity gets the best of oh you. Oh, boy. And I found, I f- well, the record is Mike the Chicken. No, we named him. Oh, yeah, from the 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll tell you the whole story about Mike. Oh boy! And then I'll tell you. I looked up what, what medically, uh, how could this be possible? Mm-hmm. And I found that. So uh, you don't have to turn the dial today. No, uh, any, anything we got gotcha. you? I got you covered on headless chickens. Something I've never uh, thought about uh, before today, but I thought I'm going to get to the bottom of it because this came up during Johnny's news. Correct the yes, the it chicken did. with the head cut off story. Yes. and Man. he did not express the curiosity no. of a newsman. He just said. I wonder how that could be huh well so now you're gonna find out whether you want to or not you know uh, as a as a youth I would travel to my grandparents farm sure and uh one of my duties there was to obtain the headless chicken mm-hmm. as, a, as a youth that's what mm-hmm. you do on the farm mm-hmm. you got to run down the hill and go grab them did you ever see one last more than a day or two they usually didn't make her more than about 30, 40 seconds. Oh, because they were to eat. Yeah. So even if it was running around. It would what? go down the hill. Yeah. Then it would come to a crashing fall. Then you had to retrieve it. It had to be comical. Yep. It, it kind of was for me and my my brothers and my cousins. Hey, let's watch the chicken fall. Down. And then you got to dress them. So you got to take them to the old yeah. spinner mobile and get the feathers off. You have to cape it out. You gotta, <laughs> you have to cape out the chicken, man. Uh. I came across a lot of news today that's disturbing in the sense that, uh, in many respects, we're doomed. Uh, We'll we'll be getting to that, too. But, uh, for example, uh, there's a piece in the Daily Mail, which is a a bulletin board of all sorts of oddities, Mm -hmm. UK Daily Mail. And it's it's video of a grandmother and her granddaughter. And the granddaughter uh, does not know how to use a rotary phone. Hmm. And this this flusters the grandma. Uh, It's believed to be, oh, it's filmed in the U.S. It shows the kid pointing to an old telephone and saying, what's this, to her grandmother. Uh, The adult replies, what do you mean, what is it? It's a telephone. The kid had no clue. She looks like she's about 14 or 15. Oh, the child is that old. I was thinking maybe three or four. Oh, no, no, no. Ooh. How do you use it? The teenager asked. Only for her grandmother to become increasingly appalled by her granddaughter's lack of knowledge. the uh, The exchange continues until the child tries to di- dial her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know she tried to dial her mother on the old style rotary phone. uh Oh, she left the phone in the cradle for starters. Okay, and then she tried pressing the numbers. It didn't. It didn't occur to her. So not only did she she didn't even bother to pick up the no. Press the numbers going like this. And the grandmother's going, you gots to turn the dial like the wheel of fortune. <laughs> That's what the grandma told her. Uh, gobsmacked, her mother said, what are you doing? Your grandmother said, what are you doing pushing your finger in the hole trying to dial? You got to spin the wheel like wheel of fortune, girl. <laughs> teenager then questions why there are letters on the machine if you can't text, to which her elder says, you can't text. You've got to talk to people. It's a telephone. The kid did not get it. Mm. Eventually, a teenager gave up and, and can be seen using her mobile phone instead. Wanting the last word, her stunned grandmother said, this is ridiculous. I'm going to talk to your mother. In matter, As a matter of fact, I have another phone like that, and it'll be at your house tomorrow, and you're going to learn how to use it. Ooh, grandma meant business. Oh, yeah. I think that's fun, you know. Along- and you know what the social media uh, users, uh, the 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 anonymous belly of the beast that comments on these stories. Oh, I'm sorry for that girl. If that's the way her grandmother talks oh, to her, are you loud. kidding me? Please, grandma is doing what grandmas do. Right, that's her role, sweetheart. You're taking a rotary phone home, and you're going to learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. That's what grandmas do. You know, along those same lines. I'm I'm noticing that, uh, and I don't know if, if if you've had the same experience, but people don't know phone numbers anymore because everything's pre-programmed into the cell phone. Where you used to, you know, when you would call home or you'd call a relative, you knew the number. I still by remember, memory. I still remember our phone number from when I was a kid. Sure, me too. And I, but we don't we don't really have to learn those anymore because everything's stored. No, I, I hate to date myself, but I remember when the prefix was a name. You know, like Garden Six or Midway Eight, really? Two, three, four, two. Yeah, or Capital One, Capital uh, Seven, five, four, three, two, or whatever. Was that easier to re- to recall? And it's just the way it was at the time, mm-hmm. and we were very gifted young people. Got it. So it wasn't a problem. <clears throat> Midway. We did this on the show once. We tried to come up with all the old prefixes. I remember Garden, Midway, Capital. I, that's about all i so it's fading from my memory so was that range then based upon where the house that you were calling resided yeah if you were a garden for example was out white bear way okay garden six was matamita and garden nine was white bear wow and i think garden was ga so this would have ga nine was that then before the area code uh that's another good question i i I never called uh, a long distance when I was a kid. Oh, so you I, couldn't do that. It was more expensive. Well, I don't know what the... I don't know if there were... I bet there were area codes. Hmm. All right. Why don't you uh, do that, and we'll do this, and uh, we'll be back. I'm getting uh, all Living sorts of emails. I, I didn't mean to open a can of worms. You really phones. did. The two letters... Uh, Just a minute, Bill. Bill, Bill, Uh, you're about you're about to say. Can you hear me? Yes.
1: Okay. You're about to say. I think what I'm going to say that uh, the first two letters of the word uh, are you look for those letters on the keypad, and when they drop the words, it just became those two numbers. For example, I grew up in Prior Lake. Our number was Hickory Seven, and each and I both on fallen so the Number became four four
0: seven. Yeah, and in White Bear, ours was a Garden, and that becomes four two. Ah, thank you. I imagine they're still the same today. You bet. They are the same today, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Chief off correspondent prefix prefix was West. Uh, areas of Bloomington were Tuxedo. It was a better time, wasn't it? <laughs> especially, it's complicated. especially when I get to the main story today. Oh. You'll be glad that we've had this moment of frivolity. Yeah. Who's that on one? Uh, that's Dave. Hi, Dave.
1: Hey, Joe. So the neighbors were butchering chickens
2: one weekend many years ago. I was probably about 13 or 14. So they have the stump and the hatchet. And uh, so the, the head comes off of a chicken, falls off the stump, then gets up and stands there for a few seconds, takes off running. He makes it onto the, the gravel farm road. He goes down around about an 80-foot pole shed, goes around the dairy barn, makes a left, comes back, and now it's sprinting right now in the middle of the farmyard.
0: Yep.
2: Comes back, stops right next to its head, stood there for about 10 seconds, flopped over on its back and died. <laughs> Never forget it.
0: Thank you. You stay tuned today. I'm going to tell you how that happened. All right, sounds good. All right. Thanks. Because I'm your guy. Yeah, you are. You want headless hey, chicken news? you come here. You call me now. Call me now. <laughs> what do you think of headless chickens? Call me now. See you at the fair. Oh, my God. What's line two? Uh, that's Mike. You have to help the old mayor. I
1: know. Mike? Mike, yeah, you got my curiosity. What about Mike the chicken? How long did he last?
0: Hey, you just stay tuned. I'm, you're You're going to learn more about headless chickens today than you ever thought. <laughs>
1: I look forward to it. All right.
0: Thank you. It's going to come out. It'll be in this, you know, it's towards the end of the show, but I got your chicken. News. We call that a tease. That's a That's the best tease I can come up with. I got your record long living headless chicken. Yes, sir. I, I think a, he's in a museum. I got a hatchet. <laughs> uh, I need a hatchet for this chicken. Oh, could you imagine him? <sighs> oh, God. On a farm. Where'd he go? What's that line? on? That'd the- be Neil?
1: Neil? Mr. Mayor, this is not totally off topic, but it's something uh, you might want to look at. It's uh, an astronomy club out in North Carolina. I don't know if you have heard anything about the story. I'm going to try and possibly coin a new term for logic. All right. It's called light trespassing.
0: Light trespassing, all right.
1: Okay, there, there are ordinances that are saying, they're, they're claiming that um, the light from some of the fixtures is violating... The natural lighting of the skies. Right. So they're yeah. producing a yellow haze. Yeah, these are dark people. Yep, dark people. And there's an international dark sky association also with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you know it could either be EOW or a new term, light trespassing, sir.
0: I'll, I'll keep it in mind, sir. Thank you.
1: Uh, yep, yeah, Mark. <clears throat> Great
0: light trespassing. We experienced that uh, right here. We came up with the term dark people, the people who move to downtown areas and then complain that there's too much lighting and it and we even narrowed that down one day we broke it down and that is the rejection of the fact that that's these were centers of commerce and trade and and now they're becoming centers of living and apartment living is becoming more and more popular in both Minneapolis and St Paul and you haven't heard the last of the lighting complaints but that's neither uh, here nor there you know yesterday Maybe I'll save this. Uh, yesterday, I brought up on sports the extraordinary developments in Australian cricket. A- and there's more. Uh, and I think it's almost a ray of hope uh, what I'm discovering. Who's that online, too? Rads.
2: Yesterday, you had kind of an unintended theme of Berlin. Yes. Uh, a great uh Netflix series called Babylon Berlin, mm-hmm. shot in that black and white film noir style. Right. And I don't know how you are with subtitles.
0: Not very good.
2: But it's you know something you get used to. But I would definitely recommend. It. It's set in the twenties. Yep. And the protagonist is a war damaged, war one damaged detective mm-hmm. dealing with the rise of corruption in Berlin at the advent of uh, the rise of the Nazis.
0: Oh, man, it sounds right up my alley. What's it called, oh, Babylon Berlin?
2: Yeah, and once you start watching it, you cannot stop. It's so addictive, and it's done very, very well. All right, thank it's you. It's on Netflix. Thank you. you know, oh, by the way, yes. when you ever mention food topics in Rookie Talks?
0: Well, he's suspended. He's gone for two days.
2: But you can actually hear the saliv- salivation in his speech. Well, that's his field
0: of expertise. That's worked. It all boils down to food for him
2: everything relates back to food. Right.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. You know what we could do if you were watching a movie with subtitles is I could just talk to you in the talk back. What do you mean? Well, you know you're having a tough time with the call screener. I just thought maybe I could Hang out there with you and let you know what's going on. Oh, you mean uh, the subtitles? Yeah. Well, see, I got the wrong glasses. I left my uh, my the glasses I need. I left in my garage. You're handicapped today. I'm a victim. <laughs> so, who's that guy? <laughs> who's that on? Ah, the- uh, that'd be Ray. Hi, Ray.
1: Hey Joe, how's it going? Good. You might know the area. I grew up in White Bear Lake. We lived on White Bear Avenue or Conroy and Dennis Lane. There was a farmhouse there. Yeah. So we had a, we had a hill that went from our driveway down onto the Dennis Lane, right? Okay. So we went down to Hastings, picked up about 120 chickens to come home, and we're in the garage. We're cutting the heads, heads off. We're throwing them out underneath the garage door. Yep. You know, we do about 110 of them, 115 of them. And all of a sudden, we get a knock on the door. It's the police. They said, "What the hell are you doing?" So they made us come out and look. Well, there was a hundred dead chickens out on Dennis Lane. <laughs> the, whole head was, the whole hill was red. Oh. The driveway was red. The street was red, and it didn't snow for about another week after that.
0: <laughs> why? Why were you doing so many chickens at one time?
1: Oh, we were bringing them down. We had friends up in Hastings that had a big farm and they were killing all their chickens. So we went up and got a big load and gave away and stuff like that. Oh, okay. We had a big family. We had a big family too.
0: What was your telephone number?
1: Spring seven. Spring, huh? Yes. I can't remember. I think it was,
0: I don't know. Uh, well, you don't need I just wanted the spring part.
1: Yeah, no, we were a spring.
0: All right, thank you. You bet. There's been a theme problem with the call screening. <laughs> we're going from chickens yep. to mm-hmm. telephones mm-hmm. to Netflix series, which sounds wonderful, mm-hmm. Babylon. I'm going to write that down, Babylon, Berlin. But I assume it's Babylon as in. I don't mean D-A-B-L to be defensive in this particular in there, situation, so. but all the topics addressed by the callers initially were introduced by the mayor. Oh, I understand, but mm-hmm. you know, the screeners supposed to c- you're going to have to wait like, for the next segment. Oh, Joe's talking about headless chickens. Now, wait till you hear the chicken. The- oh, I got all your news, Mike. Do the, the chickens chicken. have large talons? Yes, towns. they do. And, and uh, is John Height ready? Please, so. uh, uh-huh. just a moment.
3: John Knight. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 35 degrees. This update brought to you by It's Just Lunch. It's opening day in Major League Baseball. Twins open in Baltimore about uh, oh, a little more than a half hour from now. First pitch at 2.05 this afternoon. Jake Odorizzi starts for the Twins. Righty Dylan Bundy pitches for the Orioles. Uh, first two games today. Uh, Chicago leads Miami 5-4 to four in the fifth and St. Louis and the Mets are tied 3-3 three, three in the fourth. There is a full slate of games on opening day, first time that's happened in almost 50 years. That's what I was going to ask. So every team is playing today.
0: That's correct. Although, we do have a couple of games that are postponed, Yes, we already have some postponements. Yeah. Up along games. the Eastern Board. Uh, Cincinnati was playing Cincinnati whoever. Cincinnati was one.
3: Okay. Detroit, I, I believe, was the well, other one. What
0: the hell one. do they expect? It's March 29th.
3: And, so, yeah, yeah I believe. It's a bit early, mm-hmm. but I like it. Me, yeah. me, me too. <laughs> ESPN's Jerry Krasnick. I said, why do I even bother to try to do the show? Today? I'm, I'm, no, I'm fully, focused, engaged. Yeah. fully engaged. Fully yeah. engaged, yeah. Joe. Yeah. ESPN's Jerry Krasnick. What,
0: what's going to happen at 2 o'clock? You'll
3: be less engaged. What there is you? a fighting chance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I can multitask.
3: Me too. Mm-hmm. Me, me too. ESPN's Jerry well, Krasnick. I have to. Because yes. I have to
0: do the work today of about four people. <laughs> <laughs> I am focused on the broadcast. Well, there it goes, Buxton. <laughs> Those are my favorite shows
3: with Pat when the Twins are on. ESPN's Jerry Krasnick reports there won't be any talks between the Twins and second baseman Brian Dozier now during the season for signing him to an extension. Krasnick says Dozier does not plan to hold any in-season discussions with the team. We'll hit the open market in November. Wild in action at home tonight. They'll play Dallas at the Excel Energy Center. News notes from today. Uh, Weird goings on in the city of Red Wing this afternoon. An underground fire late this morning knocked out power to much of the city of Red Wing. The city said in a release the fire has been extinguished, but the power outage is expected to last until about 3 this afternoon. The Minnesota Department of Transportation reporting traffic signals at state highway intersections in the city are not working, and motors should proceed with caution. A release from the city says schools will let out 90 minutes early. Excel Energy was reporting that as of 1230 this afternoon. There were currently five power outage orders affecting about 7,000 customers in that area. MinDot says crews were working to fix the traffic. Signals. Why
0: wouldn't you leave kids in school until the power is returned?
3: Mm, Why yeah, put them on yeah. school buses when there's no stoplights working? Good question. Just a thought I had. Hmm. Perhaps they think they can't get any work done, so they'll send them home. I don't. I don't know. A search warrant filed in connection to an investigation into the deaths last week of a Painesville couple indicates a potential motive for the man charged with killing them. 33-year-old Gregory Shield charged earlier this week in the murder of his grandparents, 93-year-old Wilbert Scheele and 80-year-old Gloria who were found deceased in a car on a rural county, Ohio County Road late Thursday afternoon. A warrant signed Friday and filed Monday to search a property near the location of the vehicle, says investigators tried to speak with Gregory Scheele during the execution of a separate search warrant. He had been arrested along a road south of where the vehicle, a 2011 Toyota Prius, was located. Search warrant reads, before requesting an attorney, Gregory Scheele advised that this had something to do with a drug debt. His bail was set Monday at $3 million without conditions and $1.5 million with conditions. His next court appearance is set for April 9th. President Donald Trump yesterday fired David Shulkin as Veterans Affairs Secretary. That was expected. In a tweet, Trump indicated that White House doctor Ronnie Jackson is his nominee to take over the post. In the interim, he added in a follow-up tweet, Robert Wilkie of the Department of Defense will serve as acting secretary. Speculation over Shulkin's fate has ramped up in recent weeks after a report by VA's internal watchdog in February that found he had improperly taken Wimbledon tickets and his staff had doctored emails to justify his wife traveling to Europe with him at taxpayer expense. I don't think a doctor should be called Ronnie. Dr. Ronnie. Ronald, maybe. I don't think Ronnie for a doctor. Well, you've seen Ronnie, right? I haven't. You haven't. Remember, he did uh, the president's uh, physical not too long ago. He has long hair and a beard and... Seemed I thought like, he was seemed, a naval doctor. He seemed like a character. I thought he was a naval doctor. The guy he appointed? Yeah. Well, I, Apparently I just, just, not,
0: if he's got long hair. And, uh,
3: I thought he was uh, President Trump. Excuse Trump's, me, Mr. President, there's just one more just thing. Is this that old
0: timer that Trump sees in New York? Well, that I, th- hippie?
3: I thought so, but perhaps I'm wrong. Oh. I thought it was. I, I will look that up when I go back out uh, right. to my desk. Yeah. What's our turnover rate now? Boy, it's up there, isn't it? Is this, I mean, are we, we going to shatter
0: the record set by. They're a, going through people like the auto dealers do? Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> Like auto dealers. Russia's foreign minister says Moscow will expel the same number of diplomats from the nations that have expelled Russian diplomats over the poisoning of that ex-Russian spy in Britain. Sergey Lavrov said U.S. Ambassador John Huntsman has been summoned to the foreign ministry where he was given notice that Russia is responding quid pro quo to the U.S. decision to order 60 Russian diplomats out. Lavrov said Moscow will also retaliate to the U.S. decision to shut the Russian consulate in Seattle by closing the U.S. consulate in St. Petersburg. Lavrov said the same approach will be applied to other nations that expelled Russian diplomats this week. Two dozen countries, including the U.S., many EU nations and NATO, have ordered more than 150 Russian diplomats out this week in a show of solidarity with Great Britain. Horrible story from California. Uh, Two women and their six adopted children who traveled to festivals and events offering free hugs and promoting unity, raised animals, grew vegetables, and last year moved on to a piece of land in Washington. Uh, They were the folks who were in a van uh, that went over the cliffs of California. They were called the Heart Tribe. They also took spontaneous road trips to hike or camp, and friends think they may have been on one of those when their SUV plunged off a scenic California highway. Mendocino County Sheriff Tom Allman said, We know that an entire family vanished and perished during this tragedy. He appealed for help retracing where the family had been before the vehicle was found. Friends describe married couple Jennifer and Sarah Hart as loving, inspiring parents who promoted social justice and exposed their children to art, music, and nature. Hippies, in other words. Yeah. Uh, You'll remember this picture. One of the kids was pictured in Devante Hart. Uh, drew national attention after he was photographed hugging a police officer during the 2014 Ferguson protest in Oregon. Mm -hmm. Became a very famous picture. He's one of the kids? Yes. But neighbors said they saw some signs that caused them to worry about how the children are being cared for. Next-door neighbors Bruce and Dana DeKalb said they called child services last Friday because they were concerned about Devante, who's now 15, who they said had been coming over to their house for the past week asking for food they said Devante, oh, Devante told her that her parents weren't feeding them and were punishing them by withholding food. She said he came over almost every day for a week and asked her to leave food in a box by the fence. The California Highway Patrol has not determined why the vehicle went off an ocean overlook on a rugged part of the coastline. A specialized team of accident investigators trying to figure that out, according to Sheriff Ullman. We have no evidence, no reason to believe that this was an intentional act, he said, adding that the scene was confusing because there were no skid marks, there were no brake marks at the roadside turnout where the vehicle went over. Authorities think six children were in the vehicle with the parents, though three siblings still haven't been found. The 100-foot drop killed both women, both 39 years of age, and their children, Marcus, Jeremiah, and Abigail. Hannah Hart, Sierra Hart, and Devante still have not been found. Which suggests what? That they lived and wandered away? No, they... That they were probably thrown from the vehicle. Washed away. Uh, oh. If you've seen the picture, it's... Uh, it's it's the ocean right. where, where the uh, thing went into. So three boys have been wow. three boys have found part of a mastodon jawbone <laughs> while exploring the family property in Mississippi. Vicksburg Post reports that two brothers and a cousin made the discovery on plowed land near Bovina, a small community east of the Mississippi River. Newspaper said the three were on a spring break from school when they found something they initially thought was a log. But then they saw it had teeth. Lynette Welch, mother of the two brothers, says her husband took the item to the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science in Jackson, where paleontology curator George Phillips confirmed it was the lower left jawbone from a mastodon. They were big uh, cows, weren't they? Uh, They were elephants, weren't they? I thought they were... uh... Uh, there, they, uh,
0: they they were the precursor to the buffalo or the cow really? or something.
3: I don't know. That's why I'm I thought the mastodon was a uh, form of elephant. Uh, well, let's find shape, out. Reavers get to the Google. Uh, like, you know, I thought they were elephants, and they, but they had hair and yeah, you know. they were big woolly mammoths, weren't they? Woolly mammoth. Okay, oh. I'll go with that. Yeah, huh. yeah. Okay. What do you got, Chris?
0: <clears throat> uh, the species mastodons are any species of extinct. Ma- mam- prob <laughs> uh distant related to elephants. Oh, there you go. They yeah. have inhabited North right. and Central America during the late. Did they have trunks?
3: It looks Did, like it. Yes. They, well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the pictures I've seen. They're always depicted as having trunks. Did they have large talons? Yeah,
0: your chickens do. Chicken oh. paws. Well, John, you tell the people what you. Well, find. I
3: was in the store uh, two weeks ago, perhaps, and I'm looking for chicken breasts to cook on the grill, of course. And I looked down, and at the bottom of the freezer or refrigerator case is chicken paws. Gross. And they were just chicken paws. I'd never heard of this. Never. Are you supposed to eat them? Well, I went and looked it up because I thought there must be some use for this. I'm not getting it. It said some people use them. Uh, to make chicken broth. And, oh, man. And and other uses, too, but that was the... Yeah, because that way. chicken broth is spendy. Well, some people... Got like to make my own at home. Some people like the homemade stuff better, but wouldn't you just use a chicken carcass rather than chicken paws? I have no idea. Is the weather available? Uh, I hope so. To save me from chicken paws? Yeah.
4: <laughs> Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. Right now we're at 35 degrees. We have partly cloudy skies out there. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to get chilly. Down to about 24 for the low. Clouds increase quickly tomorrow. Uh, Some light rain mixed with some sleet and snow in the morning. And then rain and snow likely by evening tomorrow. 41 for the afternoon high. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. Rain and snow likely tomorrow night, 30. Rain and snow, mainly snow, by Saturday morning. Uh, Temperatures getting up to 33 on Saturday. So uh, the snow that does fall is probably going to stick around a little bit. And it does appear as though the heaviest is going to be up in central and northern Minnesota where there is a winter storm watch. Uh, anywhere from around 3 to 7 inches of snow expected north of a line from around St. Cloud over toward Hinkley. Um, that involves a large part, about the northern half of our state, uh, in that winter storm watch. Here in the southern part of the state, though, temps going to stay cool for Easter Sunday, partly cloudy, and 36 for the high. Some more light rain, sleet, and snow developing Monday night, continuing to Tuesday. That could be a little bit better chance for getting some accumulating snow for us. Temperatures stay in the 30s all the way through the end of next week. It's going to stay chilly. Right now, it's 35.
0: Thank you. I mentioned yesterday to Patrick uh, the Australian cricket controversy. Yes. And I just don't know what to make of this. Uh, every every uh, tabloid I looked at today, this is their main story. It's extraordinary. I'm beginning to think this might be a ray of hope that the ethical clarity Of the game for Australians is so revered that if you violate it, even in ways Hmm. we would find humorous, you're disgraced. It's a cricketeer pitcher who had a little pack of sugar and he was going to rub the ball and that's a violation. He got caught. Mm-hmm. Now who was the p- twins pitcher? Was it Joe Necro Joe or Phil? Necro. Joe Necro had a hardware store in his back pocket. Yeah. I think it was umpire Tim Cheetah. It was. And he, a Cheetah approaches the mound and you can see Necro reaching into his back pocket and fling his tools behind him. Like, hey, I got nothing And in then here. he held up his hands as though to say, I have nothing. I have nothing. He ended up, I think, on the Tonight Show. He did. Yes, he did. Uh... In fairness to, I don't want to say that's an example of us not having an ethical clarity, I think that kind of mischief or chicanery in baseball has always been considered a part of the game. Mm-hmm. Was that's, that a fair that statement? Is fair. That is fair. And if you get caught, you, uh, you, you are at best sheepish. But here, listen to this now. <clears throat> Disgraced David Warner arrives back in Australia after cricket cheating scandal before his wife, Candace, burst into tears live on TV. David Warner touched down. These are all subheads. David Warner touched down in Sydney from South Africa Thursday evening and faced a scrum of media. The cheating cricketer's wife, Candace, appeared to sob as she greeted Warner with their two young daughters. Warner also had tears in his eyes as he left the airport to put his children to bed after making a brief statement. His arrival comes only hours after Australian coach Darren Lehman resigned from his post Thursday night. Get your head out of that baseball game. Cricket cheat David Warner has arrived back in Australia after being sent home from South Africa in disgrace. Warner, uh, after answering a couple of quick questions, Warner told reporters his priority was putting his two daughters to bed. And there's the picture of them here weeping and holding their kids. Did we know? You said th- the coach just resigned yesterday? Yeah. Wow. At the moment, my priority is to get these kids in bed and rest up and let my mind be clear so I can think and talk to you in a couple of days. Emotional scenes played out as the wife of the embattled cricketer appeared to sob while Warner put his arm around her before the young family headed out of the airport. Warner also appeared to have tears in his eyes as he attempted to break through the media which had gathered for his arrival. When asked about his take on Australian cricket coach Darren Lehman's resignation, Warner dodged the questions. It, It is understood Warner did not know of his coach's shock resignation before touching down in Australia. Lehman announced Thursday evening he would be stepping down in wake of the ball-tampering scandal, which has rocked cricket. This is incredible. It's the right time to step away, Lehman said, speaking at a press conference. I'm ultimately responsible for the culture of the team, and I've been thinking about my position. Despite telling media yesterday that I'm not resigning after reviewing Steve and Cameron's hurting, it's only fair that I make that decision. Uh, This will allow Cricket Australia to complete a full review into the culture of the team. I guess it isn't only uh, locally we use the word culture huh? Mm -hmm, when it comes to team. mm -hmm. Culture of the team and allow them to implement changes to regain the trust of the Australian public. This is the right thing for Australian cricket. Uh, Can you imagine how seriously this is being taken? So this would be Tom Kelly stepping down amidst the Joe Negro. Right. Yeah. It comes after Steve Smith and Warner were hit with one-year bans for their part in a premeditated plan to alter the ball's condition during the third test against South Africa last weekend. Cameron Bancroft, who used sandpaper to scuff up one side of the ball, will also be suspended from cricket for nine months. Smith and Bancroft both issued tearful apologies Thursday evening and won the sympathy Of furious cricket fans. Warner was branded a coward for his silence following the cheating scandal and his comments at the airport. He asked the media to give him several days to clear his mind before he intends to address the public again. The 28-year-old arrived in Sydney on Thursday after receiving a year-long cricket ban and having his multi-million dollar Indian Premier League contract ripped up. An emotional Smith, who knew of the plan to cheat in the third test, but failed to stand in, told reporters good people make mistakes and accepted full responsibility. Uh, It was a huge error of judgment on my behalf, and I'm deeply sorry. Smith broke down in tears several times when speaking about the impact of the scandal on his family His father, Peter, comforted him by placing a hand on his son's shoulder. Smith said he failed as a leader by allowing Cameron Bancroft to ball tamper under David Warner's orders. Uh, This is astonishing. Is this a ray of hope? I think it is. I'm with you. It hurts. I'm deeply sorry. I love cricket. I love entertaining kids. I just want to say sorry for the pain I've brought to Australia, to the fans and the public, Smith said. Well, to expand upon your analogy, Kelly would have to step down. Necro would have his contract torn up, Mm -hmm. and the club would have to apologize to the entire nation. In fact, you know who else would be brought in on this? Herbeck. Because Herbeck tried to step on top of the Emory board. It's very analogous. when, when When Necro flung it out of his pocket to try to protect his pitcher. I know I will regret this for the rest of my life. I'm absolutely gutted. I hope in time I can earn back that respect and forgiveness. Anytime. You think about making a questionable decision. Think about who you're affecting. You're affecting your parents. And to see the way my old man has been and my mom and sister, it hurts. After watching the press conference, Australian coach Daryl Lehman announced he would resign from his position following the fourth test, despite governing body Cricket Australia finding he played no role in the cheating scandal. See, so you know, either did Kelly, let's say. That's true. But he's, he's going to resign. I have a job. I have a responsibility. Lehman spoke through tears, saying the game needed to move on after Bancroft Smith and David Warner were involved in a plot to cheat in the third test. Speaking after his suspended players faced the media, Lehman said, I just want to let you know that this will be my last test as head coach of the Australian cricket team. The feeling is that Australian cricket needs to move forward. Holy mackerel! I had no idea. I know nothing about cricket. Uh, But I had no idea that the ethic of the game is so treasured. What would they have done with Tom Brady deflating footballs? Oh, my God. He might have been executed. Or George Brett corking a bat. Yes. Uh, I mean, again, corked bats are part of well, in, in baseball, you try to see what you can get away with. But to be clear, George Brett didn't cork the bat; he had the pine tar up too high on the barrel. Yeah, You're thinking was, of Sammy Sosa? Yeah, there's the cork been corked bat. bats though, in pine tar mm-hmm. and and uh, Emer- emery boards, and holy mackerel. It reminded me that when Necro went on the Letterman show, you, you remember this? Oh, he, yeah. He wore a tool belt. Yes. It had an electric sander. <laughs> and these guys are having their contracts torn up. Right. It is just amazing. And the chief off-site correspondent informs me that cricket is an idiom. Uh, to say something's not cricket means it's not honorable or it's not a good way of behaving uh i I, i've had my eyes open congratulations to the australians i guess august 3rd 1987 when joe necro was ejected at anaheim stadium i thought it was here in the metrodome 31 years ago holy mackerel (laughs) wow 1500 espn is kstp st paul minneapolis